Welcome. This is Beyond the Illusion. In this episode, we have a conversation with Michael Thornhill. Michael and his wife Jamie run a retreat center in Peru where they offer a variety of healing services, including guided ayahuasca ceremonies. Michael also does something rather unique. He's able to communicate with extraterrestrial beings from the Pleiades. He does this through a form of communication known as channeling. According to Michael, this is something he committed a great deal of time and energy toward in order to bring through the messages clearly. And he was generous enough to offer us a channeling session during this recording, and even allowed us to ask questions to the beings. It was a truly fascinating and somewhat surprising interaction. I've already re-listened to the channeling once because there was so much that was communicated that I didn't really catch all the first time. And I know I'll probably listen a few more times because I want to fully grasp everything that was said. Now, let's go to that conversation with Michael Thornhill, Tiana Roser, and myself, Tim Howe. that you and your wife do can you tell us a little bit about that yeah sure thanks thanks so much for asking thanks so much for for having me um pleasure so yeah at casa galactica we do or are present or channels for channeling and plant spirit healing we look together at like what what would be the words that would define what we do really the most and channeling and plant spirit healing really means that we we work with spirit in a variety of different ways we work with spirit like the pleiadians arcturians syrians orions and, and a whole host of other beings and higher selves and people's galactic friends or spirit teams and we do that in online sessions and hopefully we get to do a little bit of channeling later on and then there's a whole other section the plant spirit healing which kind of has its own kind of category where we work in the Shipibo tradition, the Shipibo being a tribe from South America uh, in Peru, where, where we live. And that is communicating and channeling plants in ayahuasca ceremonies, but also with a whole host of different holistic healing modalities to be able to help diagnose and treat a wide range of physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual illnesses, diseases, conditions. Um, and yeah, it all overlaps and intertwines. Um, and, and we do and are advocates and teachers of trauma-informed care, which really means creating a safe space for people to heal from trauma, whether it be conscious or unconscious. And magically, uh, what we found is that you know, as we heal trauma, as we heal those blockages to love that are are perhaps present in our lives from you know different afflictions, perhaps other karmic stuff that we've brought in from other lives as we start to play that out and heal that and feel it and see it, then that creates space for us to recognize, oh, by the way, we're all infinite and uh, everything's okay. And our uh, multidimensionality comes online. And that's when we teach a lot of people as well about channeling, how to activate intuition. And really that we're all intuitive, we're all multidimensional beings. Anything that I do, my wife does, is nothing nothing that, that no one else can do. It's it's available to all of us. And we really just believe in empowering people to heal themselves, to ask for help healing, and then to activate and connect with their own intuition to activate their own life path and 
uh, and be present with themselves and others as we all go through this massive transformation for this thing that we signed up for called planet earth um yeah so that, that's kind of it in a nutshell i guess I love how balanced your approach is, I guess, with the masculine and the feminine or, or Mother Earth and Father Sky, how you have this kind of very, the galactic, you know, very cosmic stuff, but you also have the really rooted, grounded, earthy stuff. And I totally agree with you that, um, that we need to sort of heal a lot of these lower chakra things to really be able to open up the pathway to our spiritual self because there's the whole spiritual bypassing that there's a lot of people that that are you know trying to just connect up here without paying attention to the emotional pain and so forth did you have an experience of you know a lot of us healers have the the wounded healer experience where we came in and we did have certain traumas so that we could work on healing those things so that we could have the gift to be able to understand that when working with others. Does that relate to you or your wife at all? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it feel especially, you know, a lot of the time I feel like if someone asked me what my full-time job was, it's probably healing my own trauma. And then everything else is what I've got to do when the space opens up to be there for, for other people. Um, but, you know, in, in seriousness, no, that's, that's, that's my biggest training. My wife has also been through her own trauma and abuse. I've been through various levels of sexual abuse, uh, ritual abuse trauma, um, going through cult abuse. Um, and yeah, a lot of that has been a big part of the last three years of my life or so, working through that. It's been very challenging and it enables me to hold space for other people to go through that, especially some of the, like the torture, like pedophilia rings, and some other words for that, that people talk about uh, and, and that type of thing, which if you asked me, I, I wouldn't have believed it even existed because it's so repressed. But yeah, a lot of work I do with people is with violent abuse and sexual abuse trauma. And, you know, that can come up on retreat setting. And this is one of the reasons why we create such a trauma-informed setting is that through going through these really deep, dark traumas that we've come here to transform through, to move through, we're then able to create a really safe setting for people to go through these, whether it be in a retreat setting in the jungle or whether it be in our online trauma healing sessions and other things that we do. But yeah, it's, it's something that, I mean, it's, it may sound weird, but... I'm really passionate about trauma because I feel that when we're able to have people there who have been through that, that have been able to go through that, that have kind of like, you're not going crazy. I know this hurts like hell. It's made, it doesn't feel like it's going to go away and okay, it's getting worse before it gets better. When we're able to be there, when we're able to, to hold space for people to go through that, then as you were saying about the lower chakra work, which is often affected by these types of trauma, especially sexual abuse trauma, then we're able to hold space and allow people to really come into whatever it is that they're here to do on this earth and that they're going to go and help so many other people, you know? So yeah, it's a, it's a really, really big part of the work that we do. And we're really, we're really glad to be able to hold space for people in that way. I didn't realize you were actually in Peru right now, right? Yes, yes, uh, we 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 are in Peru. Um, love it here. I've been here for about four years. Yeah, so I was going to ask you how did how did you end up there? Well, I, I I drank ayahuasca 
in Europe where I was living uh, before. I'm originally from the UK, but I was actually living and working in Germany at the time. And I drank ayahuasca to overcome addictions, which were the symptoms of a lot of the stuff that I just talked about that was repressed underneath that that I've been working through over the last years. And uh, you know, I found I found ayahuasca and I had this really like unconditional love moment. Realized that there was this lack of love in my life. Realized that my whole life was built on lies and trauma, and I, I didn't even begin to see the the uh, extent of that. But long story short, I went traveling. I went to India to study Reiki and, and yoga and Nepal and had this like really cool time kind of beginning to awaken, as one might say. And then I booked a shamanic initiation course in the jungle because I knew the power of ayahuasca and the plants, but I wanted to do it in a traditional setting. I wanted to do it in the jungle with a home of it. And I wanted to do it with really trained people. And then I ended up staying here i ended up working i ended up apprenticing i ended up finding my maestros or indigenous shipibo teachers and then continuing to practice and learn and diet or dieta which is the traditional way of learning from the plant spirits and connecting with a tree called noyarao which should translate to flying medicine and she's an enlightened tree with glowing leaves uh, being of unconditional love of light uh, and truth and, she, and she's our main guide and teacher at casa galactica I subsequently met my wife who had come down and was training whilst I was working. And uh, we met, we fell in love, we got married, and we birthed Casa Galactica together. My wife's an intuitive medium as well and a plant spirit healer. And it's really the home in the cosmos, we call that, because it's it's kind of like bringing everything, all of our galactic friends, the plants, everything together. But it's it's really our home to be able to share our passion and help others heal and be a service. If somebody wanted to go down there, is it like you guys put on retreats that so you go to your website and you sign up for that and then, you know, you fly to Peru and then meet with you? How does that work? Absolutely. We, we have a really extensive website at casagalactica.com where we have our two-week uh, healing retreats. We also have some other retreats in mind that we are going to be putting together in the future as well. But we also have a four-week uh, Neurao Initiation Theater which is also where you can learn, you can activate your intuition by learning from this plant spirit called Noyarao, where we help you to connect and communicate with plants to be able to sing in the in ceremonies in the in these traditions, in the in the Shipibo tradition of Kurundurismo. And yeah, we 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 put these retreats on in the jungle, but what all you have to do is get yourself to Peru to Iquitos, and then we pick you up at the airport. And then, then we look after you. And we have a whole extensive list of videos showing you what the journey looks like, how to do it, FAQ, what's it like coming to Peru, what do I need to prepare? And yeah, for anyone who's just interested and is like, yeah, this sounds what I need, we, we're just also happy to just jump on a call, on like a Zoom call or, or a phone call and just chat you through how that can be a benefit. But yeah, these, these healing retreats are really full transformation physically mentally emotionally spiritually and can help open and, and activate intuition and really heal us from the root cause within which often is what western medicine often treats the symptom this emotional healing is treating the underlying cause of perhaps physical or emotional conditions and then healing that from the inside out so that then that does not recur it does not uh, you know people don't come into remission of these illnesses because it's the the physical manifestation of whatever this illness may be is a sign of that emotional imbalance so then we treat them on all levels and all bodies and recognize that they're all interrelated and that way you know working in the shipibo tradition with these amazonian plant medicines that have been passed down for thousands and thousands of years with our indigenous shipibo maestros and teachers are able to help others heal in this way yeah so 
at castagalactica.com we have so many videos and information so we just if you see our website you'll probably recognize how thorough we are and how much we like to just kind of like give everyone the information up front and if you still got questions please just reach out it's a beautiful website and i did watch some of your videos and and the the space looks gorgeous as well. Yeah, you, you've covered everything that you can think of as far as questions that people might have and made it really simple for how people can work with you. I really want to know more about this enlightened tree. For I'm somebody who is now trying to tap more into the Mother Earth energies and have always kind of like gone in, in the more cosmic way. Um, how does it work when you're working with an enlightened tree? Is it more just like an energy exchange or do you actually channel and hear and have like telepathic communication? Yeah, great question. Well, Noya Rao is a connection to the cosmos and that is how we experience her. We feel that she has many different worlds, many different beings, many different medicines that are brought into Earth. But the physical tree grounds that down into Earth. And how you learn from this tree in, in our four-week Nuiram initiation theaters, we teach the, the traditional Shipibo way of learning from plant spirits, whereas you go into, you, you make a contract or an agreement with the the tree by saying, I'm going to be in meditation. I'm going to learn from you for like two weeks or four weeks or however long it is. And during this period of time, I'm going to be in isolation. I'm going to be in silence. I'm going to be in meditation. In our four week initiation theaters, we're not as strict because it's initiation theater and we're teaching many of these things. We're teaching, okay, so how do you communicate with the plants when you drink it? So during this period of time, We'll have ayahuasca ceremonies, but during the dieta phase, we'll drink the extract of the Noya Rao tree, the bark extract. And you'll drink that before you go to bed, and she will communicate in many different ways, mm. um, in dreams, in telepathic communications, in feelings, in visions. And depending on where you're at with your stage of evolution of being able to communicate, if you're someone who's perhaps already very intuitive or communicating with spirit, then that can be a very easy transition to do so. However, if you're listening out there and, and you're just someone who's like, yeah, I really want to learn in this way, but I don't know how to communicate with spirits. I know people do this and I'm interested. Then we give the building blocks of how to do this and how to be able to discern messages, how to come there from a space of the heart of how to connect and learn in this way to be of service, to be in alignment with the truth of, of love and light. And yeah, it's, it's a fantastic experience because when you take the stimuli away from the not having much food, you can still eat some food, but when you do eat, it's uh, without salt, sugar, oil, and then there's no sex or stimulants or other things like this. Very, very, if you can kind of think of like a Vipassana um, for anyone who's experienced that and then connecting with this tree. But because you actually drink the physical extract, it, it's, you can have a very much a body feeling with it as well. Ayahuasca being very psychoactive, ayahuasca is the ceremonies, but the Noya Rao drink is not like an ayahuasca experience. It's more subtle, but it teach she teaches you how to love again. That's that's what that's what I really feel really strongly. It's like how to love again and remember that we're all love before we forgot that we were all love. Which is like the underlying lesson that we're all here underneath all of our things. Like you said, that's the root issue that we're all trying to work on, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and for us, this is what's really interesting is for anyone who has worked with implant spirit shamanism or corundarismo or worked with ayahuasca or other plant medicines, 
often those traditions are often seen very much in a dualistic way of like light versus dark, good versus evil and all these other things. But Noya Rao, and as we work with her based upon our intentions and based on what we've received directly from her, she is a path of non-duality within this tradition. So we very much merge and mix the, the stuff that we receive from the ETs, from the angels, the guides, and all of this other work that we do in a non-dualistic way. And then we bring that into the plant spirit realm. And then when you work with plant medicines with the intention, with the knowledge, with the with the expanded state of non-duality or moving as close as possible as we can experience that, that creates dramatic change and learning in a way that for me has not been possible with just meditation, with just channeling. It's when you bring that plant spirit, when you bring Noya Rao and you bring all of the, the communicate in the, the non-duality, it's just like a, it's like a kind of a, a big mix of just transformational tools that not only are experienced on the retreat, but then your energy merges with Neurao, your energy becomes infused. And if you think of the DNA replication process that happens in the human body, you kind of bring the Neurao enlightened energy in. And because you're like physically drinking the, the plant, then she binds with you and then activates your life path, whatever it may be. This dieting is a traditional way to uh, learn about plants and be of service to be a curandero healer, or as some people call it a shaman, but we don't really use that word, more of a curandero, which is Spanish translation for a healer. That is the traditional way to become uh, a curandero, but it's not only for someone who wants to be a curandero, whether you're a Reiki healer, whether you're a channel, whether you are a yoga teacher, a counselor, or if you're just an artist or what, whatever it may be, if you want to create in this way, then her energy infuses. Perhaps it's just in your relationships. Perhaps it's just in your friends and your family that you can bring and hold and anchor that energy. And that love helps activate the energy of love within others as they see that as a reflection of the truth of who they really are too. That's beautiful. Can you tell us more about how you got into channeling? When did you start with that? Well, I kind of mentioned before that I went traveling and I uh, ended up in Dharamshala in India where I did a Reiki master month initiation. And I was kind of like fresh onto the, kind of idea that there was more to my life than what I was experiencing. I had this very transformational ayahuasca re weekend and I was like, let's go to India. And then I just went to India and didn't know what I was doing. Met this really great Reiki teacher and I had this month immersion, which I, I didn't really know what Reiki was. I just kind of knew that I wanted to be there for some reason and I started learning. And then that was the first activation into channeling of channeling energy through my hands. And I was like, wow, this is like, you can't say that I'm not feeling this is going on. I'm like, this is really incredible. And people were feeling it and I was feeling it and going through this transformational process. And, you know, I started working as a Reiki healer and then eventually started teaching some of it. When I was with the plants, when I started dieting Noya Rao, when I was, when I was studying in the Shipibo tradition and working with the ayahuasca and becoming aware of more spirits and being able to communicate a little more easily with the plant medicines I then was just like, I had this desire to start channeling and I actually received an Akashic record reading from someone during that period of time. And I was like, whoa, what was that? That was all bang on. And I was just like, that's for me. That is for me. How do I do that? I want to do that. And then I saw Bashar and then Bashar, you know, every, watching the Bashar uh, channelings, which were really transformational for me. Then I started reading a book by Oren and Deben, 
uh, by Sanya Roman, who's like learned to channel. And I was just like doing the meditations and just kind of like, I can, I'm having the vision of like a cartoon character, just like concentrating, just being like, I can really do it. I can connect, but I'm not, not really feeling it. But just practicing and practicing and practicing. And then I met my wife who'd been an amazing intuitive medium for, for about seven years before we'd met. And she's from Oklahoma. And she kind of was just like, you're already channeling. Like when you feel that energy in your left hand, that's you channeling of like a yes confirmation from spirit. When you feel it in your right hand, it's more of like, that's not a confirmation or it's more ego or something across. And then I, then I had this, I was like, oh my gosh, it's already here. And then this whole transformational process just started like tumbling, tumbling, tumbling. And it was really great because I was able to have her as a mentor and a guide as well to help confirm and, and, and help teach me what some of the stuff that she learned. Although our channeling styles are very different. I did more sort of semi-trans channeling. She's more of a conscious channel. And then I saw a, a Palladian channel when I was in Guatemala one time, a guy called Dante, and I did a meditation with him. And then I just, I just, I just carried on doing this meditation, just carried on doing it, carried on doing it. And then very quickly things started to happen. And, and, you know, now I teach people to channel with all the ways that I've learned to do it. But for me, it was just, I was just so determined that I would just sit down for like two hours every morning. And I was like, I'm going to channel and I'm just sitting there and there's nothing. And then it starts coming. And then when that connection started to come and I started to believe it, when I started to trust it, when I stopped doubting, then it really started coming through. And then they started to teach me in many different ways. And then, you know, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's been a really transformational process. And I think with anyone who has learned to channel or continues to learn to channel, for me, it's always a continuous process. It's never, it's never like, Oh, I've learned to channel now. It's like, how am I going to connect in all these different ways? And more and more now, it's the channeling for me has become a, a non-dual practice of recognizing that we are the same energy and the same field and merging and, yeah, a very healing process. So very grateful. I, 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 I have such a smile and nostalgia of that process of, of how much it's been. And, you know, meeting these otherworldly friends that have been such guides through such dark times, um, and uh, yeah, just I can still feel that that loving energy of just that desire to connect with these beings that I've known for lifetimes, and just this feeling of coming home. And it was really interesting when I had my first ayahuasca ceremony, my first ayahuasca weekend. These beings came to me, and this is the time where I didn't believe in God, I didn't believe in spirituality. I was just kind of like really, really lost. I kind of like, yeah, the, the amnesia of coming to earth was in full effect. And uh, these beings came to me and they were showing me this, all this stuff about how my life was built on lies and how capitalism and everything that I believed in of like the success stories, et cetera, from education system has just been to keep me enslaved. These beings came and they showed me a different way. And it was then when I started channeling, I was like, oh my gosh, it was you guys. And like, yeah, now, now you're getting the picture. So it's been a it's been a very intertwined and beautiful process thank you for asking and allowing me to share about it definitely yeah this is something that's really interesting to both of us i think tiana has done channeling for a while it's funny because uh you know she mentioned to me one time that you know she connects with the pleiadians occasionally and uh she mentioned to me that, you know, they wanted to connect with me and i thought oh that's kind of interesting cuz i kind of had had that thought before I, I do this now occasionally it's very it's very strange to me that I can in the first place but but also that 
somehow she and I have a connection to the Pleiades and, and so do you and we all found each other. And so I always find those synchronicities kind of just funny. So I wanted to ask you, you know, are you are you willing to channel for us right now? Sure, absolutely. I'd just say, you know, uh, thanks again for the invitation. I'd love to bring through some some energies to to anyone who listens to to this at home or wherever you are. I always just say to anyone who's receiving a channel and session, it's up for you to see what resonates with you. If something comes through that's not for you, no one's telling you what to do. No one's telling you, you know, to how to live your life. Just feel it with your heart rather than your mind. And if it makes sense to you and if it's valuable to you, then great. If it doesn't make sense to you right now, leave it. Perhaps it might make sense to you in the future. Perhaps that particular part of the message may be for someone else and has resonated more. So, yeah, remember, you are in control of your own discernment of what feels good for you. And, uh, yeah, we're all connected in, in a way and that allows us to bring this information through. So I'm just going to connect with everyone's higher selves first for everyone who's listening, just to ensure that the information is just for the, the highest good of all beings and, and all you guys just enjoy. I'm just going to take a second just to, to uh, connect here. And Tim and Tiana, you can ask questions back and forth. There'll normally be a little bit of an introduction. And if you don't understand something or you want to go deeper, just have a chat like you're having a chat with me. We are here and are grateful for this opportunity to share our energy with you. We join all of our hearts together. And if you like, you can visualize your hearts joining with ours. You can see the galactic heart, this galactic transmission, and you can recognize and know that we are all one heart. And the idea that you are a separate heart from us is only an illusion. And beyond this illusion, you will find this unity, this love that knows no boundaries and that is only separated by the mind. The choice that you allow the mind to have to feel separation. And know that through this separation, you can find many lessons, but the lessons you may find now are becoming old because you have been learning them over and over. Some of these lessons you're ready to move beyond and you may understand that the problems of the mind may not be solved by the mind, or it may take a long time to get anywhere close where just this relaxation into the love that exists between all of us that knows no boundaries may move beyond this existence which you are experiencing, it may move beyond this physical body, the idea, the identity of who you are within this lifetime, and just allow this to dissolve away too. Allow the idea of who you think you are to be dissolved into this love beyond recognition of who you think you are and just allowing yourself to relax into this vibration, this vibration of love, of unity. And from here, from this space, we invite you to begin with any questions you may have for us. So I think one of the main questions that people have right now is has to do with um, what's happening, I guess, on a global scale. What this transformation that people are speaking of, and how 
more and more people are becoming awake, um, we just like to know where we are in that process and how it's going. Now, thank you for your question. We understand that this is a turbulent time, a little bit like a washing machine. You've got all of your clothes and you've put them in the washing machine. You don't know how long the washing machine's going to need to go on until all your clothes are clean. Some of you are getting a little impatient, believing you have other places to be. That's understandable. It has been a little bit tumultuous for you all. And we see that things are changing, but not at the pace you would like. You believe that the pace needs to be slightly different, to be sped up. And we can understand that this discomfort that you experience can cause you to feel like there is somewhere better to be. This is the golden moment that you have been waiting for, for all of this to be lifted up. So first thing is to recognize you're on track, you're on time. There are several things which you can do to help yourselves through this process. Believe in something bigger than yourself. Believe that there is something bigger that's going on. And then you may realize and recognize, perhaps it's not all your fault. Perhaps it's not all your fault that all this stuff's going on. Because there are some of you that are continuing to feel and believe that there is something that perhaps you are doing wrong that is causing you to create this reality for yourself. But perhaps there is something going on bigger that's outside of yourself it's allowing you to experience this together in unity with others and be a space holder for them. So perhaps some of the things that are going on, some of the challenges that you are facing, perhaps your role is more of a holder of this love, of this energy to help others through. And of course, you may have your own processes throughout this, but your own love, your own guidance, your own integrity can be there as a guide for others. Now, there are other things as well acceptance of the present moment this is not something new for you but it's always nice to have a reminder because if you just accept where you are and allow yourself to be and feel this will help you to move through this rather than you looking for another way out now in terms of a global scale the pandemic covid all of these triggers for you all to move through, this is helping to accelerate the process. The washing machine is being sped up. And as it speeds up, you hear that noise as the revolutions of the washing drum begin to accelerate and it can become even more unsettling. But no, this is cleaning even more powerfully. And it is in fact, helping you to recognize the truth of who you are is more than what you're being told. It's more than what you recognize. It's you and your love that can light the way. And when you recognize that within you, when you find this love and allow it to penetrate the deepest, darkest aspects and fears of your own being, then this will become a lantern for others. So the more you are able to feel and be with these sensations of discomfort as the washing machine continues to run through its cycle, you will find yourself increasing your vibration, raising your vibration this light, which is a lantern into the darkness for others. We hope this is helping and we invite any other questions you may have. I do have more questions. 
And this may seem a little bit out of nowhere, but recently I've been extremely interested in the history of our planet and in particular the time that we refer to as the time of Atlantis. And I'm wondering if I have some connection to that period of time on Earth or if any of us here do and if there's anything to be learned from that period of time on our planet. You specifically are connected with a type of being, a crustacean type being that was present in this Atlantean period. But there are also other energies present, as you understand, being around in this time allowed you to be with many other energies. And the idea of a crustacean, as we say this right now, we can see yourself feeling this is inadequate. But understand the idea of this energy of this being is much greater than you can imagine. The idea of telepathy, of knowing, of seeing other timelines simultaneously was a part of your everyday activity. And although perhaps not in this human form that you had perhaps expected us to share with you, there is an energy of your knowing of this loving enlightenment of being connected around these different types of being a druid type energy where there is magic occurring all the time. Now, what we can see is that as your energy moves into this field, you feel this vibration in your being. You are reactivating it through feeling this as the words and vibrations that come through this channel allow you to feel the DNA within you that was present within these lifetimes. And this knowing, this activation, that even though that there has been the descent of this lifetime, there is much more that can grow throughout the possibilities of a descent of a time, remembering that everything together may be simultaneously learnt and unlearnt. And by this we mean you have forgotten quickly allow your higher self here through infinite intelligence through infinite connection to all beings and this lifetime in your own meditations you may bring this energy into your knowing remembering that you are holy remembering that you are one with god and this energy is not separate from you it is within you and beyond you and you are loved this is what we can share is there anything else about this you'd be particularly interested in Yes, there is one more thing that I would like to ask about. I think you're right that I could somehow connect through time and space to some being in that time of Atlantis. When I did this, he was trying to teach me something, and then something happened in my mind that startled me. So after that, when I connected with the Pleiadians, they were disappointed that I was attempting to do this. Do you have any information about that? The disappointment from our perspective seems to be the perception of your own disappointment of perhaps your mind getting involved rather than the truth of the nature that if you are connecting from the heart space, you will only find a loving message. You will only find something empowering. 
this is what we can share about this. So be aware if you are receiving information in a way that causes you to feel negative about yourself. This may not perhaps be the most expanded state of yourself speaking and may be influenced by the negativity of the mind. That is what we can share. Is that resonating in any way? Yes, thank you. How did you come to channel through Michael? Do you have past life or other other realm connections with him or were you did you volunteer to to do this work to help earth beings or i don't know how how does it work incarnational agreements have been made pre-incarnation and in other incarnations where we have been assisting many other beings in many different ways and this one that you know as michael is one of our friends and family as you might say so we do each other a service by helping and he's also being a friend to us in many ways to be able to help us share our message to be of service with you and many others so we thank him in this experience and know that we are with all of you. We are not specifically just with Michael. Yes, there are some beings within this specific circle and this specific channeling session that have decided to be present in a specific day of your time. However, we are with all of you. Remember that we are with all of you and anything that this channel is able to do here today to be present, you are able to do too. And if you are interested in contacting with us, we would be happy to be of service in this way. Now, specifically with the one that you know as Michael, he has been very interested in this specific lifetime to be present, to be able to be a channel. So we have helped him in this way and we are present with you now. So know that if you are open to being in contact with us, if you are open to being here with an open heart to be of service, we would be happy to be of service through you and with you also. So thank you for your question and your inquiry. In addition to Atlantis, I've been rather interested in ancient Egypt as well. And I feel like maybe I have a connection to that time in our past. And I know uh, Tiana does. Can you tell us anything about our time in ancient Egypt and the significance it has for us now? You're experiencing this energy in your lives as you're able to connect. The idea of the time with the pyramids was a time where it was much more open of this extraterrestrial contact. Now, perhaps you are feeling this energy of something that you wish to express, but there is still an energy of doubt. Perhaps this is the way forward. And this was an energy that was expressed in these lifetimes that some of those there were not sure of the way forward, as there were many different energies that were present on your planet, and not all of them were beneficial in the way that would be there to be of the highest service to you. So there is an energy which you are working through and reconnecting to this energy of what you prefer to be able to heal these lifetimes, to bring these energies through these lifetimes and to be perhaps, if you wish, channels for these energies in a society where even more so this information is deeper underground. So you are then able to face the magnitude, the magnification of perhaps this repression of the multidimensional abilities in your lifetime and bring them through now. So moving through the doubt that you have in your own connections and being able to share your truest truth helps you to heal these lifetimes and also to 
polarize in the way that you wish to be of service, to choose who you are able to connect with, to choose how you connect and why you connect and what the benefit is and why would you like to be of service in this way. So you are choosing and navigating in this lifetime and moving through perhaps some of these energies that were not so clear in the Egyptian times. Is this making sense or are we confusing in any way? This is making sense. Thank you. Uh, I have another question about, um, bring, you mentioned bringing things forth. And I feel that um, maybe we're entering a time on the planet right now where uh, we could possibly bring forth information about, you know, all, all types of things that we knew at one point in our history that we lost or we forgot. And I'm wondering if if that is indeed going to happen, if we're going to be able to bring more and more lost information into this time. Well, firstly, give yourselves more credit. You are doing so. You are bringing information through this platform in itself to be able to bring this information through to others. The idea which we wish to say and share more about the confusion is the idea perhaps that you feel that more people must know this information now. Trust that whoever is connecting with this information is perfectly aligned and in time. And yes, there may be more changes. There may be other different realities which split off from the reality which you find yourself in, where you find yourself more surrounded by the like-minded individuals and others in the collective that find this spiritual expansion a chosen path. And the others who perhaps are not as open to this, perhaps are not ready to learn in this incarnation and may find themselves in a more contracted reality than you may find yourself within. But do not despair, because when you are aligned with finding yourself passionate about bringing through this information, when you are passionate about remembering your own multidimensionality, when you are able to do this, you are lighting the way. And individuals that are like-minded in this way will also find themselves activated in this way. The society that you find yourself will, in fact, be more aligned with who you want to be based on the fact that you find yourself striving of what you would see perhaps as the separation of the darkness that shows you that this is not what you prefer, causes you to take action step to say, this is important, I wish to share this. Thus and therefore, anchoring this reality, this energy into your reality, this one of loving compassion, but be patient because the idea of what you think this reality needs to be is in fact, in some cases, different to what you expect it to be. It may be more subtle. It may be more challenging. But just trust if you are able to find the heart, the compassion, the love, and do to the best of your ability, acting on passion, on compassion, on kindness, on love, you will find yourself moving into this reality. So thank you and good work. So... I, you know, I believe everything comes from the oneness and in non-dualism, as was mentioned before. And yet, obviously, you know, we incarnated in this very polarized, dualistic reality, which is becoming more and more polarized or more. It's coming to the surface more. And, yeah, I'm just curious. There's like I, I see different light workers, some who are saying how important it is to to bring all the dark 
out into the light and, you know, and all of this stuff to focus on it and to become aware of it. And we need to realize what's really happening underneath everything. And then, but then there's another perspective of that, like gets us stuck in, in polarization and it's better to stay in the, in the oneness. Um, what, what would be your approach for that? Well, we are seeing the idea and concepts. Please feel free to correct us if we are not in alignment with the question. But we are seeing the idea as a choice of bring up the darkness or live more in the love and the light as two separate choices. Is this what you are referring to? Or is there a refinement of the way that we understand this question that's necessary before proceeding? I'd, I'd say a slight refinement, not that um, I think like, oh, we either choose become aware of the darkness or live in the light, but like, that's one perspective that there's the dark and the light. And then the other perspective I see is like, to see that there's the dark and the light, but to also realize of the holism, that those are two aspects on one, on one dimension, on one level, that it's it's separate, but on another level, it's all part of the one. So sometimes I, I feel like rising above in the oneness, but other times I feel like, oh, no, I'm here in the duality to experience that. And it's, I do like shadow work and I don't believe in like, in that just love and light only thing where people say like good vibes only, not in my reality kind of thing. Cause I think that that's not honoring the other aspect, but yeah, I don't know. There's like how you keep a foot in both worlds, I guess, you know, one is that we're here as physical beings in the dualism. And then the other one is that we're spiritual beings in the oneness. Yes. Thank you for the clarification. We believe this is helpful for those who wish to understand these concepts more, and we will do our best to speak to a, a myriad of different ideas. The first is the dualism. You are experiencing this simultaneously. You are able to experience non-duality because within non-duality, dualism can still be experienced because it is also part of the one. The dualism is part of the whole. So you can still experience dualism whilst having a greater understanding that it is non-dual for your experience of growth. Now, in some aspects, the deeper you go into dualism actually allows you to catapult to your preference of living more in that vibration of non-duality because you experience the dualism as something that perhaps you are ready to move beyond and sometimes you need a reminder so you do dive deeper into some of those aspects of those shadow aspects and you find yourself moving more into that expanded loving state now the idea underneath this is that when you feel this darkness you are not necessarily removing this as something that you do not need to experience or that you need to be rid of. Therefore, the experience is understanding that the darkness is as much you as the light is. And through this, finding your ability to be able to love all aspects of yourself and others simultaneously without moving beyond the idea of this does not deserve love and only this should be loved, and I do not prefer this state, or I cannot be in this state forever. The idea of the acceptance of these states, the loving of these states, and understanding that if this is something that you are experiencing, trusting that beyond your mind, you can know that this is something that is beneficial for you to experience. Understand that ultimately, you are all one. Therefore, the default state 
is of non-duality. It's your recognition of this non-duality that you can have a foot or peer into duality while still holding and anchoring the understanding and love from a non-dualistic perspective. Thus help bringing those darker or heavier aspects up into the light to be experienced, but not from perhaps the experience, the depths of despair, but more from an understanding that through feeling and experiencing all of these things, you will move to these lighter vibrations, which you are wanting to experience after many generations and lifetimes of experiencing darker aspects of yourself. So this feeling is now moving from the darker aspects to the lighter aspects, is that you're ready to feel and heal it all so that you do not need to continue to experience duality over and over and over. This is helping. Yes, thank you. We thank you. Do you have anything that you really want our listeners to know that would be helpful for them in this time? Give yourself an opportunity to feel free. Give yourself an opportunity to love yourself. Give yourselves opportunity to be afraid. Allow yourself to feel the pain. Allow it all simultaneously. There is not something that you should be doing. It's what you want to be doing. Begin to trust your own intuition. Feel what you prefer. And remember, sometimes through feeling what you don't prefer, you understand what you truly prefer. This idea of right and wrong, left and right, the idea of superiority. Recognize that you are all here, we are all here, simultaneously and equally. Although it may not be seen in this physical reality from the lower vibrational planes, that all are equal. So know that all you can do is love to love thyself and to love each other is all you need to really do. So whether you're having a difficult experience or a blissful experience, know that love is contained within it all. And even if you don't feel love, know that love is always there. You cannot be separate from love. You are not separate from love. You can have the idea of separation, but it's only an idea and a very real experience the purpose, spiritual growth and advancement. But don't feel negative about this experience itself because it's not inherently negative. It's only you that may give it that meaning of negativity. So trust if you wish to live a more positive life, allow yourself to love and allow yourself to feel and know that you are always loved even if you are unable to feel or experience it directly. Find the love in each moment you will find yourself loving life more. Thank you. The experience of love is what you are looking for. Give yourself time and space to find this love, however it may be. In your excitement, in your joy, you will find yourself moving through these tougher layers by finding that you love yourself. There is not really more to it than that. That's what we would like to say, because love really is what we are here to share. And we feel that adequate and hope that it has found you in the way that you are able to comprehend with your hearts. And thank you for your time here today. We send our unconditional love to you all and do in fact bid you good day. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you.
just like to say thanks to all our galactic friends and mm. beings. Thanks to yourself, Diana. Thank you, Tim, for your great questions. Wonderful. I think yeah. it's so cool that you teach channeling and that people can book that like one-on-one with you. And particularly after hearing like how much effort and how much perseverance <laughs> that it took, you know, for you to get there, I think you must be just like an excellent channeling teacher because you'll really get the other person's perspective because some people really do have a hard time getting there. And so that's really cool that people can do that with you. I'm assuming like they could do that. They don't have to be in Peru. They can do that over Zoom or Skype or something online with you. Thank you, Tina. Yeah, um, my sessions are done on Skype or Zoom beyond space and time. And uh, connecting, yeah, most of my work now, you know, like, especially over the last eight months, like 100% of my work's been online. Um, but yeah, it's, normal. it's always been about 80%, 80-90% online. And uh, yeah, these these challenge sessions, whether you are someone who's perhaps already in communication spirit, they're really good for refining how to connect, how to discern, how to continue. It's similar, similar to like driving a car. I find channeling when you're when you're driving, you're, your steering wheel is not straight. Sometimes there's a bump in the road and how do you get back on the right path? And it's just about how to manage that energy, how to discern, a lot about how to be of service. If you go to casagalactica.com and you go on a video section at the bottom of the video section is also a free learn to channel meditation uh, with the Pleiadians that people want to get uh, an experience for themselves that's just like a little taster and many people have a great experience with that and yeah it's uh it's beautiful like I, I personally feel like one of the biggest changes in my life was when I started to learn to channel when I started to trust myself especially when we live in this world of misinformation you know, my, my wife and I, we actually left social media. We we just like try to go inward as much as possible and just do our own thing. And part of that was following our in- intuition. And, you know, our, our lives filled up a, 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 with a lot more love and space to do what we actually love and, and enjoy. And um, on the planet right now, the, the, it feels to me that there's a lot of misinformation and energies that would have us be led astray and that are still set out to keep us in this fear. And for me, when we start tuning into our own heart, when we start tuning into our own guidance, we free ourselves because within this freedom, we have the freedom to trust ourselves and our own antenna and start doing things for ourselves rather than based upon, you know, a lot of these organizations and governments that, you know, have not had our best interests at heart. When we start to unplug from that, when we start to unplug from that information to be and start to think from ourselves, that's really when I feel that we really unplug from the matrix. And magic really starts to happen in my experience. And I just wanted to mention one other thing that I saw on your website that you do, which is this galactic healing. And you talked about on your website how, you know, you'd started off with Reiki and then your healing had evolved as you um, connect with these galactic beings and they they help you in, in the healing. Can you just tell us a little bit about that before? I know we're getting towards the end of our time, but I thought that would just be something that's interesting to people. Absolutely. Uh, so the sessions that I, that I do online really are like galactic challenge sessions, which is kind of similar to what we just did right now, which is like questions and answers, help find your life purpose. There's obviously a lot of healing energies within that and other you know, galactic insights, I would say. A lot of the work I do is trauma healing sessions, which is then helping and working specifically with our galactic friends, the plant spirits, different light language, which is different healing songs from, from the ETs and our galactic friends. 
to help people heal and process trauma, which means that people can go through, you know, deep levels of abuse or trauma, and whether it be emotional upset, depending on varying levels. But what that really does is cleans out the body, the being to then be able to experience love. So if you feel like, or, or know that we're all love, and the only thing that's stopping us recognizing that is these blocks, and a lot of that's trauma. So working in a very body-centered way with spirit, with our black friends, helping heal people process trauma enables us to connect to that love. And again, then when, when that when you're kind of like moved through those, those blocks, then the learning to channel is a lot easier because you're just kind of like already feeling that oneness. So we have trauma healing uh, sessions and courses and mentorships, online learn to channel sessions and courses, and then galactic challenge sessions. And uh, yeah, spirit will work with you in whatever way is for your highest good. So it's just, I don't, I never know what's going to happen in this session. Uh, and this session is very much like a dream. Like I can't really remember what just happened. But if you ask me some questions about it, I'd be like, oh, that happened. But yeah, it's, uh, I have a lot of information on our website. And whether it is you're looking to find more freedom, uh, healing, love, passion, or how to find that passion, or how to improve and heal relationships to find the, the life that you, that you truly prefer that's already waiting there for you, then we're happy to help and be a service. And, you, you know, it's, uh, I'm just so grateful to, to be able to share this, this with people. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Michael, for coming on and taking the time to talk with us. Do you want to give out your website address one more time? Absolutely. Um, you can, find our website it's www.catagalactica.com and you can find on there all about our retreats and then you can look on the work with michael session my courses you can go on the work with jamie my wife she has her own intuitive mentorship course and intuitive readings they're absolutely awesome just like i'm like the luckiest guy ever to have to, to have my wife and this beautiful amazing marriage but if i need a healing session I, I go to my wife she's like number one on my list uh so yeah she's awesome and then you can find our own individual websites from there we're kind of like merging them together into all the Casa galactica uh, but you can book all our sessions online and if you have any questions about it you don't know what it is just drop us an email on the contact form and we'll be happy to get back to you arrange a short call if you want to find out you know how these sessions can be a benefit and you know i just want to say that i've thoroughly enjoyed this tim and tiana and i'm so grateful for you inviting me on your your beautiful show and again just thank you for all the work that you're doing to to be present and and your own work and to 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 help others connect with their own higher selves and their and their own beings so you're just doing an awesome job and i'm really grateful for, for you both Oh, well, thank we you. We loved having you on. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. All right, Michael, well, we'll be in touch. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Illusion. I want to say thank you very much to Michael Thornhill for taking the time to share his knowledge and gifts with us. If you want to learn more about Michael and his offerings, please visit casagalactica.com. I'd also like to thank Tiana Roser for all the work she does to keep this podcast interesting, and Casey Henson for providing the music. If you'd like to learn more about us or find past episodes, please visit beyondtheillusionpodcast.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a rating for us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from. This will help other people find us.
And one more thing before we go. I'd just like to say this is the last episode for season three. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you to everybody who listened. We are definitely coming back for season four, which will happen sometime early next year because we already have a couple great guests lined up. And uh, yeah, thanks again. Take care.